The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. a cool day. This is uh, an amazing day. It's been a long time coming, uh, but I'm so excited to see so many people here uh, from in and around the Lansing community to celebrate and to honor a native son of the capital city, uh, Malcolm X. So please give yourself a round of applause for being here today. Well, my name is Sarah Anthony. I proudly serve as the state representative for Lansing and Lansing Township, uh, but regardless of any titles, I am a daughter of Lansing. I grew up here, I was born and raised here, and in fact, I grew up and lived in the Regency Townhome apartments. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember walking to school every day and passing a marker that commemorated the home site of Malcolm X. And I would walk by and see it, and sometime I'd read it and, and glance by, but I remember being in school, being in the community, and we never truly celebrated and honored the legacy that Malcolm had here in the capital city. It wasn't, that we didn't have big luncheons and events and parades that celebrated the history of a civil rights icon and what he meant to our mid-Michigan community. And so today, we are reframing his legacy here in Lansing. We know that the original sign was destroyed. And for myself, I saw it as an opportunity to not only repair the marker, but work alongside his family to get it right, to not only honor the man who became El Haj Malik El Shabazz, but also honor his family, honor his amazing parents, his siblings, and his lasting legacy on Lansing. So that is the purpose today, is to honor him, to honor his family, and to honor the sacred ground, which was the home of him and his beautiful family. So we will do that with a short presentation, and then we will unveil the new Michigan historical marker. So we'll start with remarks from our mayor, Mayor Andy Shore. So I say this pretty often, but one of the hardest things to do in Lansing is to follow Sarah Anthony. <laughs> you all know that, so I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Um, what an honor to be here today. Uh, and thank you all for being here. Uh, when, I, when I heard, you know, it's hard to park, there's nowhere to park, it's, that's great, because we wanted a big showing for this. Um, when the, when the historical marker was struck by a vehicle, uh, Representative Anthony jumped in. You know, sometimes being a state rep means voting at the Capitol, and sometimes it means um, doing for your community. And she jumped in, um, not just to, to save an old marker, but to, to really bring to life the importance of that marker. 
um, she contacted me and, and let me know, and, and we said, absolutely, whatever the city can do. So when she needed uh, someone to install it, we're there. She needs a podium, we're there. Whatever I can do. Um, we really wanted to make this day special for everybody here. Um, so I'm proud to be here as we unveil the marker. Um, I will say in the last, I don't know, month and a half, two months, oh, hi. Uh, in the last month and a half, two months, we've been honoring a lot of, of these, these famous people that came from Lansing. You know, we, we did something a, a month ago with John Smoltz, Hall of Fame pitcher. Um, if, you, if you haven't seen the Apple Plus show on, on, uh, on Irvin Magic Johnson, go see it, because it, it's, what it does for Lansing is incredible. But we don't do enough to talk about um, who was Malcolm Little and who's now, who is Malcolm X, the, the impact that he had on the world, on the country, and that he was you know, starting right here in Lansing. It's tremendously important that we recognize that. Now, everything, you know, some things are turbulent, and some people um, go through a process to get to where they need to be. Um, and, and we have to, to remember Malcolm's story here in Lansing and how he got to be the, the man that he was and have the impact that he did. Um, but I am tremendously proud to be here as part of this to show off um, the history of our city. Uh, we know that he, that he went to school not far from here. And we know that, uh, that Joel Ferguson and, and Christopher Strakowski, is, they're redoing that school, which is in terrible shape. Um, and they're going to honor Malcolm X as part of that project. That's us remembering our history. Um, so I appreciate that from, uh, from uh, the Fergusons. Uh, just tremendously important. Uh, I do want to thank, again, Representative Anthony. I want to thank our public service staff, Andy Kilpatrick and others, because this is really a, a team. Uh, it's, it's a team effort. Um, but we couldn't have done it without Representative Anthony jumping in and uh, without you all here. So um, thank you all for coming to help celebrate the day uh, and to honor uh, Malcolm and to have something that, that people can walk by and drive by and read it and realize that, that this, this civil rights icon started right here in our city. So thank you all for being here today. Thank you, Mayor Shore. So for those of you who are history buffs in our community, you know that this home site was one of several homes that Malcolm's family resided. And it wasn't just because they were picky. Housing discrimination, terrorism, uh, acts of violence, and white supremacy uh, were the causes of the little family having to relocate time after time after time. Now, I would like to say that in 2022, we have solved all uh, housing discrimination issues in the state of Michigan um, and across the country, but that's not the case. And so I have been working diligently with our register of deeds on an issue related to restrictive covenants. And historically, there have been deeds that have said, if you are African American, if you are Jewish, if you are a woman, uh, you are not allowed to live in certain neighborhoods. Uh, and so we are actively working to right that historic wrong. Uh, and so our Register of Deeds is here today, um, who has been a champion on civil rights and housing rights here in mid-Michigan. He is also the only African-American Register of Deeds in the entire state. So I wanted to give him a few uh, minutes just to talk about uh, his role and what this day means for him. Derek? Good afternoon. 
Uh, this is indeed a honor, and I'm truly humbled to be uh, a part of this opportunity. Mayor Shore, Representative Anthony, and the Little family. And I also want to recognize the folks for the 496 project as well for all the work that they've done on this as well. You know, I, it's interesting that um, not only am I the only uh, person of color of 83 counties that represents the Register of Deeds, but here in Ingham County, I'm also the first as well. To have this legislation introduced at this particular time is really special, and I want to share uh, the, the thank you from Rep. Anthony for bringing that forward and her work along. Yes, give her applause. Give her applause, everybody. Along with the work that the Michigan Association of Register of Deeds has combined to buy in and to support this effort, this legislation that's been introduced. Uh, the story of the Little family is, for those of you that don't know this, when Earl Little, the father of Malcolm, moved here in 19, was in 1930, the late 30s, um, they were allowed to purchase a property. How that happened, I'm not exactly sure, but nonetheless, they purchased the property, and it was only when they found out that they were a family of color that they filed a lawsuit, took them to court, they lost the court suit, he could maintain the land, but he had to move out of that neighborhood is what the story is. That's a history on that right there. That kind of blatant racism, you would be surprised at many of the deeds, covenants, restrictions that are on record today that specifically specify the blatant racism and the prejudice and the supremacy that goes on and unfortunately in our country today. But nonetheless, we're moving forward and um, um, I also, in Mason, you know, for those of you that don't know Mason, Malcolm attended Mason High School. Out there in Mason High School is a display of Malcolm X out there. I would encourage those of you that have not gone out there to see that, to go and see that as well. Um, I also uh, um, met uh, the, tell me your name again, uh, Carol, Carol, Cheryl, Cheryl, I'm sorry. Um, as a kid, the little family, uh, her uncle, Philbert, lived on Butler, uh, right here in Lansing, right on Lansing between Kalamazoo and Lenaway. And when we would go to school, I would go to school with his children and what have you. So the ties that the little family has in this community, along with that of uh, the McGuire family and such, are uh, run deep. They run deep. And it is such an honor now that um, we are being able to address some of the wrongs as well as recognize and honor this true, this great American hero, that this icon that we have here. So uh, I'm not going to be before you long. I'm not a preacher, so I can say that, okay? I, I'm not. But I just want to tie it all together and say that uh, as we have worked to move the legislation forward, it is currently out of committee, and we are waiting for a, a hearing to come before uh, the floor to be able to address this uh, uh, these wrongs that are uh, going on or that have taken place in the past. So again, I want to thank you all for coming out here and again, thank you Rep. Anthony for all the work that you do. Thank you again. There were so many individuals who made today possible. Uh, although I led the fundraising efforts, <clears throat> this was a team effort. Uh, 
In addition to the city of Lansing and Ferguson development, message makers, value engineering, the Historical Society of Greater Lansing played a huge role in ensuring that we got this right. Now, if you look at the top, uh, before John Horford, with your amazing height, made sure that we could keep that hidden for a few more moments, uh, at the very top, you'll notice that that is a Michigan historic site. You see these sites all across the state, and there is a lengthy process to ensure that markers are just going, not just going up, but that they are historically accurate, that they are vetted, that they are done with fidelity. And so we wanted to give an opportunity for Dahlia Fernandez with the Michigan Historical Commission to come before us and to thank her and the entire commission for their work on the site. So come on up. Thank you, Representative Anthony, and thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. <laughs> On behalf of the Michigan Historical Commission, the Michigan History Center, our parent agency, the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, congratulations to you all on the rededication of this now updated marker. Originally dedicated in 1975, the marker was knocked over in March of, of 2021. Representative Sarah Anthony and residents wasted no time in ensuring that the marker was not only replaced and reinstalled, but updated to reflect the profound impact Lansing had on Malcolm X and the entire Little family and their role in our city and state histories. Representative Anthony and this team of residents who worked on this rededication exemplify the kinds of labor and partnership that make the historical marker program so important. They work closely with Malcolm X's daughter, Ilyasa Shabazz, and his niece, Deborah Jones, to ensure that this text is meaningful in the 21st century and highlighted the Little family's legacy in Lansing. The commissioners hope this new marker's future viewers will appreciate the thought and care that was put into it. The Little family's his history in Lansing is not one of unequivocal joy. Unfortunately, they suffered unfathomable hardships due to racism during their time in Lansing. As a community, it would be easy to relish in our connection to such an important leader in the civil rights movement without critically analyzing his time in Lansing. Instead, you have found the words to tell an accurate story of the Little family that puts into perspective the upbringing of such a prolific historical actor. In, in rewriting this marker, you also recognize the role, the profound role Malcolm X's family, who did not become profound well or well-known historical figures, what they played in the broader black freedom struggle. This should serve as a reminder that everyday people and everyday actions are important and part of this process in both the past and the present. Thank you. I love women. Get me together. Get the that stuff out of my hair. That's great. Thank you. Now, this is such an honor. Uh, as was previously mentioned, we wanted to make sure not just to have residents and individuals uh, ensure that the language was correct, but that Malcolm's family was uh, embedded in uh, the everyday uh, remarks and making sure that we got this language right. So Deborah Jones, uh, who is a niece of Malcolm, who I've been able to get to know, and I just absolutely love. Uh, 
would you please join us and have a few remarks? Thank you. It is so good to see everybody here. This is a, truly a blessing. As we've heard some of the tragedies of the little family in Lansing, as we've read some of the tragedies of the little family in Lansing, the past cannot be changed. The past cannot be erased. It can only be accepted. So here we are on the third place that the little family lived, the place where Grandpa Earl built the house on this property from a fourth grade education. He built that house. He and Grandma, we always called her Grandma Little, didn't we, Cheryl? <laughs> she, they wanted to have a safe place for their family. They wanted a place that they could grow vegetables and fruit because they wanted to actually own a little family store. That was their dream. They had so many dreams for their family and for their children. Unfortunately, Grandpa Earl was killed in 1931, leaving Grandma Little now to raise her children. She was a proud woman. She was a, she was a strong-willed woman. Times were not easy for her. She did not have the support that she needed, but she survived. She survived. She raised the children. She made sure that her children were educated. And Mama talked about that. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. I am the daughter of, you, of Yvonne Little. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Um, but I always say, first of all, that I am the granddaughter of Earl and Louise Little. So Grandma Little, thank you, and Earl, always instilled that her children were educated. Grandma taught them languages. Grandma sewed. She did sewing in the, Lans in the Lansing area. She made every single thing of fabric that was in that home. She taught her children. And as I said, times were difficult for her. She suffered a nervous breakdown. Eight children to raise with no support. There were no therapists back then. There were no counselors back then. There was no one to advocate for her. And on that cold December morning of 1938, the court papers had been signed. She was declared mentally insane. And this has always bothered our family because she was not mentally insane. She had a nervous breakdown. And they came to the house that morning and told her that she would be given food and clothing for her children and they would bring her back. And she never returned to 4705 Logan Street. She was taken to the Kalamazoo State Mental Hospital where she was there wrongfully diagnosed for 26 
years. Her family, her children visited her. And it's still hard for me, because I remember when my mother told me that story, and I was 10 years old. My brother was eight. My sister Sean, my brother Steve was eight. My sister Sean was not born yet. And I remember my mother telling me that story. And it brought tears to her eyes that when she came home from school, her mother was gone. So Grandma Little remained in the Kalamazoo State Hospital for 26 years. And during that time, the little children survived because of what Earl and Louise instilled in them to maintain their integrity, get your education, and always, always be strong with your family. They survived. They actually lived in this house for almost a year. The oldest children, Wilfred and Hilda, took took turns and they raised the younger children. But again, the state took over, came into the household and separated the children into foster homes in the Lansing area. But the children remained close through all those years. They supported each other. They encouraged each other. They inspired each other. And they all left their own legacy. And I won't get into all their legacies, but I just wanted to share with you. Wilfred Little was born 1920, passed away in 1998. Hilda Little became the last living uh, child of Earl Louise Little. She was born in 1921, and she passed away in 2015, 92 years old. Filbert Little, Abdul Aziz Omar, was born in 1923. He passed away in 1994. Uncle Malcolm, Malcolm Little, passed away, uh, I'm sorry, born 1925, assassinated in 1965. Reginald Little, 1927 to 2001. Yvonne Little Jones Woodward, my mom, 1929 to 2003. Robert Little. The Baby, 1938 to 1991. Those were the children of Earl and Louise Little that left their own legacy. So the question has always been, what ever happened to Louise Little? After 26 years in the Kalamazoo State Hospital, she was reunited with her children. It took the children years to get every, the way that she was put into the institution, it took them years to get her out, but finally they did. And she came back to Lansing and lived with Uncle Philbert and his family on Butler Street. She came back. They then moved to Detroit, where Grandma stayed for uh, quite a few years, and then the family decided to relocate her to be near her youngest daughter, my mom, Yvonne, in Woodland Park, Michigan, which is where she resided in a house that was connected to a grocery store, Woodland Park Grocery Store. Remember I said the dream of Earl and Louise Little was to own their own store? Unfortunately, Earl did not get to live to see that dream, but Grandma Little did.
And she passed away in December, peacefully, 1989, at the age of 91. Her story is told in a book that was released in January. And it's the life of Louise Norton Little, the compelling story. It's available on Amazon. Written by Jessica Russo, as told to her by Hilda Little. And my brother, may he rest in peace, who was the historian of this family, Stephen Jones Sr. Her story's out there. She deserved it. Thank you, Sarah Anthony, and everyone that was part of this. When, when Sarah called me about this, wow, I broke into tears and I said, you know, first of all, it was destroyed, okay? And that was unfortunate, but we now got to change it and represent all of the little family that lived at 4705 Logan Street. So thank you again. It's definitely been a pleasure meeting you and working with you. We've got many more things ahead of us. <laughs> we do. Thank you, the city of Lansing. I live in Grand Rapids. Um, my mom moved to Grand Rapids when she married my dad. So, But I keep in touch with Lansing. I keep connections with Lansing, with a lot of people that I do know in Lansing. And thank you. Bless you. Thank you. So we are ending our program a little bit. Um, but there are two final things that we wanted to make sure to do. The first is, uh, if you are not too familiar with Malcolm, religion was a huge part of Malcolm's journey. And it would not be appropriate for us not to acknowledge his faith during this ceremony. So we have asked Anthony Witherspoon uh, to come forward to provide a blessing or a prayer for this occasion. Would you please join me? Assalamu alaikum. I'm the Imam for Masjid Walik Mahmoud up there in Dahoma and in, in Ionia. It's where uh, it, it, some be, believe that uh, Malcolm taught there, but he did, but his brother Filbert did. And the, we're here really to celebrate the journey of uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X, Haji uh, uh, Malik Shabazz, and his search for the truth. And speaking the truth, I had a question of what, well, why was he assassinated? For what reason? What crime did he commit? And it wasn't one. It was jealousy and envy. So we, as, as, he, as his, uh, his final journey there, we go through the Quran and we call the Fatiha. It's the opening chapter. It's, a, it's called opening. And this is one that takes in the whole Quran. And as he returned from Hajj, and his language was going out, and he, but he never veered from telling the truth getting the truth out to save his, his people from oppression. So I'll do it in, in Arabic, and then I'll do it in, in English, so we, uh, so we all understand. 
it crosses, I don't care what religion you are, if you believe in, in God, it covers all of that. Just a few, about seven, seven verses there. Just like I put my glasses on here. <laughs> I can do it in Arabic real easy, but uh, the, the English, uh, you know, you don't want to stumble over there. And we try not to make mistakes, but we're going to do that anyway. So, uh, and we want to thank Representative Anthony for making the request. Uh, I'm friends with one of her relatives. <laughs> and they come together and invited me here. And I was so glad because, uh, and thank, thank Allah for the journey. And this is a, a, a lifelong journey. And there's several uh, verses or stories we say in the Quran that address that journey that we all go through. And, and even though we, our lives may be cut short, our fight is still there. And this is a fight that continues on even today. And those who want to stop at Malcolm Little, those who want to stop at Malcolm X, those who stop at the, the assassination, but the full recognition to ask Allah to forgive him his sins, reward him the, the, uh, the hereafter, because he never stopped. They had to uh, perform their evilness on there. The, uh, and usually we start out with, A'udhu min shaitan ar-rajim, bismillahi rahman rahim Ashadu Allah la illallah, ashadu ha Rasulullah. We seek refuge in Allah. We seek refuge in Allah from the uh, from from Shaitan, from from the, from Satan. Bismillah, man, Rahim, Alhamdulillah, real Allah, mean, Rahman, Rahim, Malikiyam, Adin, Iyakana, Dua, Iyakana, Stain, Etrashtar, Mustaqim, Sirat Aldi Nanta, they him, Hire Magdubi, they him, Wardadin, Amin, and the in the Quran. Is, uh, we are of every ayat surah is a prayer and it says in the name of Allah the merciful benefactor the merciful redeemer praise be to Allah the, uh, of all the worlds and I want to add in here all systems of knowledge the merciful benefactor the merciful redeemer ruler of the day of judgment you alone we worship and from you alone we seek your help Guide us to the straight path. The path of those on whom you have bestowed your grace. Those who have incurred, not on, not on the, not of those who have incurred your wrath, nor of those who have gone astray. I mean, thank you, sister. Here's a couple of books. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Well, we've come to the unveiling. Uh, but in order for us to truly unveil, I think it's important for you to hear the text of the marker. So Cheryl Little, would you please join me? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Cheryl Little. I am the daughter of Robert Little and also the granddaughter of... Oh 
the granddaughter of Earl and Louise Little. I'm the daughter of Robert Little. My name is Cheryl Little. I'm going to read to you the text of the home site. Marker. Malcolm X. The Little family home site. On this site, in 1930, Earl and Louise Little built the house that was home to Malcolm X and his siblings, Wilfred, Hilda, Philbert, Reginald, Yvonne, Wesley, and Robert. Malcolm was born in Omaha, Nebraska in 1925. The Littles were leaders of the Lansing chapter of Marcus Garvey's Universal Negro Improvement Association and advocates for black economic self-sufficiency. In Lansing, they lost their first home when a court ruled that they could own land but not live in a white area. Arsonists later destroyed the home. In 1931, the Reverend Earl died under suspicious circumstances. Louise tried to hold the family together and foster black pride in her children. But in 1937, welfare services began breaking up the family. Malcolm lived with families in the Mason, in Mason until the age of 16, when he left school. He moved east and in 1946 was imprisoned for petty crimes. While in prison, Malcolm Little started reading history and philosophy. Guided by his brothers, he began following the teachings of Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam, also known as NOI. After his 1952 parole, he used the names Malcolm X and Malik El Shabazz. He achieved global prominence as an NOI preacher and spokesperson in 1964. He left the NOI and founded the Muslim Mosque, Inc., and the non-sectarian Organization of Afro-American Unity. Converting to the Sunni faith, he made a pilgrimage to Mecca. Malcolm X's commitment to articulating racial discontent, building back pride, and self-sufficiency and organizing for human rights began with his family and grew to encompass the oppressed throughout the world. He often visited Lansing and his Michigan family members. He and Betty Sanders were married at the Lansing Courthouse in 1958. He was assassinated in 1965. Thank you. They come back and visit the marker. <laughs> exactly. All right, we're going to ask the family and Mayor Shore to come up as we officially unveil the marker. So that ends our official program. We wanted to thank you all for joining us. We encourage you to come look at the marker. It is double-sided, so make sure to look at the back of it. And then I strongly encourage you to encourage people to come and visit. The last thing I will say is this is the start of a number of programs for the year.
So in partnership with the Greater Lansing Historical Society, we will be doing a community read of the autobiography of Malcolm X. We will also be doing a bus tour that really highlights all of the different uh, markers, some of the historic sites that you heard here around Butler, the Lansing Courthouse where Mal well, Malcolm was uh, married. We will do an official tour. Both of those things will be in partnership with the Library of Michigan, and those will be taking place this fall. So be sure to... Um, connect with our state legislative page, the state representative Sarah Anthony page, as well as the Greater Lansing Historical um, website and their Facebook page. Say that again. One more time. Oh, and be sure to follow the House bill that uh, Derek Quinney and I are pushing for regarding historical uh, deeds. So again, thank you all for being here. God bless you. And again, make sure to encourage folks to come visit this historical marker. God bless.